Ready to celebrate International Women's Day? M&M's and iHeart present Women Take the Mic, sharing empowering stories of women supporting and celebrating each other. And of course, there is a smooth and creamy companion for your listening pleasure, peanut butter M&M's, because they're just another way to help treat yourself in situations where you deserve a little added delight, like listening to your favorite podcast. So savor the deliciousness of peanut butter M&M's and spread some positivity. From breaking glass ceilings to dominating in sports and entertainment, women truly are unstoppable. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Bring spring color inside this season with Bear Premium Plus paint, starting at just $28.98 a gallon at the Home Depot. Add a pop of blue to your kitchen with the bare exclusive color Arrowhead Lake or a splash of Amazon jungle to your living room. Bring a cool breeze to your bathroom with sea glass or accent your bedroom with sunrise-inspired colors like coral cloud and dark crimson. Let your creativity bloom this spring with bare premium plus paint starting at just $28.98 a gallon at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. Warning to listeners, this episode discusses suicide, so please take care where and when you listen. If you or someone you know may be struggling with suicidal thoughts, you can call the U.S. National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 800-273-TALK-8255 anytime, day or night, or chat online. I remember the last conversation I had with Papa. He called for my birthday. It was expensive, so it was short. He asked what I was up to, said I love you, and happy birthday, things like that. We talked about him coming back to the U.S. It was a pretty normal conversation. A few weeks later, I was taking finals at Beverly Hills High. An admin came to my classroom, asked for the teacher to come outside. A minute or so later, the teacher came back and told me to go to the principal's office. Her face was serious. I knew something was up. The principal told me that I needed to go home right away and said no more than that. My mom and my stepdad were sitting on the couch when I arrived. I could tell my mom had been crying I sat down, they held my hand, and just told me that my papa was dead. When I asked how he died, she said they found him in a lake. The same lake I'd swam in with papa just the summer before. My life changed in that very moment. It felt like the end. We had all these plans. I didn't know that it was really the beginning. Thirty-five years later, 
after a life spent trying to forget the past, I found myself going back to that moment. In my mom's notes, I found a bunch of pages of an old calendar ripped out from a two-ring binder. On one side of each page is the month and date. On the other side are lines for writing notes. The first one, Tuesday, June 17, 1986. My mom writes, Garrett List called mother and a phone call from mom at 11 a.m. Garrett List, also known as Frank Reek, the last man to talk to papa, also a Stasi informant. The note went on. Dean is dead. Swimming accident. He went swimming this morning, maybe a heart attack. Then, Wednesday, June 18th, Ramona cancels graduation. Passport and airline ticket. Ruth Ann leaves today. Thursday, June 19th. Worked last night two hours for office. Left for Germany with Ramona. That trip to Germany for the funeral, it stuck with me and with my mom. Wiebke at hotel said it was suicide. Marriage problems. American consul. Renata's house. The truth. Police report. See the body. Dean's funeral. Foul play. Many questions. Love your brother! But hate your enemy! I'm Ramona Reed, and this is Red Elvis. I used to think that peace and love were just the same. Then I learned that life is not only a game. Each man must fight and fight again. But never, never, never let your life just flow away. Let your life have value every day. Episode 6, The Search. Berlin, July 17, 1986. Presidium of the People's Police, Berlin Criminal Investigation Division. Final report concerning the death under suspicious circumstances of United States citizen Dean Cyril Reed, born September 22, 1938. So Dean Reed goes missing two days after this fact is known. The car is found near the lake. Dagmar Hovestad, head of communications for the Stasi Records Archive in Berlin. The Stasi springs into action, and first thing is they go to the wife, and they want to know what happened when she last saw him, and the Stasi finds out they had a huge fight, uh, after which Dean Reed stormed out of the house late at night. On the basis of this information and the automobile, the German People's Police initiated an extensive search and investigation. This lead to the discovery of the body of Dean Reed, approximately 100 meters, 300 feet from the lakeside at about 0820 hours on June 17, 1986. My cousin, Jim Reed. So the official version from the East Germans that we had heard, um, that he had pulled his car over to the side of the road, this dark road at night, and um, to, to splash water on his face or, or compose himself, that he was upset, and then somehow toppled into the water and drowned. It's, it's just inconceivable. I mean, here's a, here's a guy that had been a collegiate-level gymnast. Um, I mean, could still vault onto a horse. He jumped motorcycles. Uh, he could swim laps in a pool. That, that's not believable to our family. 
the autopsy performed at the Forensic Institute of the Medical Division of the Humboldt University in Berlin reached the conclusion, taking into account the post-mortem changes due to the time the body lay in the water, that death was caused by drowning under the influence of toxic medicine. No evidence of traumatic violence was found. The official version is that he may have come to the lake, that he felt a little warm, splashed some water on his face, and because he had this medication in his system, fell into the lake and was unable to swim. I knew Papa had been having trouble sleeping. He took sleeping pills. The criminal investigations rule out the suspicion of a crime against Dean Reed. At first, the story we heard was it was an accident. As no evidentiary basis for suicide is present, it can be presumed that Dean Reed died by accidental drowning and that there was no criminally relevant fault on the part of another person. But my mom and I didn't buy it. Dean's funeral. See the body. Foul play. Neither did the press. Denver Post, June 21st. East Germans closed-mouthed on entertainer's death. Sunday Times, June 22nd. Death in Berlin for defector who changed his tune. World News Digest, August 1st. Mystery in pop star's death. Entertainment Tonight, August 11th. Questions have been raised to the East German government, but little has been revealed. The U.S. State Department has asked for an investigation. It's unlikely we'll ever know exactly what happened to Reed. It was becoming a PR nightmare for the East Germans. Their story started changing. Remember that phone call from Frank Reek, a.k.a. Garrett List, on the night my father went missing? At 10.45 p.m., Dean called me at my apartment. You're my only friend. Can I sleep at your place tonight? I agreed. I waited until 2.30 a.m. for Dean to arrive, but he never did. List gave an official statement where he claims Papa told him he was going to kill himself. He said, I'm leaving. And I said, that's not possible anymore. We signed the contract. And he said again, you didn't understand me correctly. I am leaving this life. I can't live with Renate anymore. I can't act in this movie with her. But if I don't let Renate act in this movie, people are going to start saying that our marriage is ruined and I don't know what to do anymore. I am leaving this life. To me, if Papa said, I'm leaving this life, maybe he meant, I'm going back home, I'm leaving East Berlin. That was the plan he told me, after all. At the funeral is where my mom met List. And right from the start, she didn't trust him. I think List lied about the phone call. I don't remember meeting List, but he's there in the pictures. Either way, it's hard for me to trust what a Stasi informant says. The story continued to swirl in the media. Relatives believe Pop Singer was murdered. Singer's death is still a mystery. Then about six months after he died, the Stasi released some new evidence. A suicide note. Apparently, the suicide note had been in my father's car. The Stasi had it for a while, but held on to it. Immediately, the note raised red flags. To me, it made the East German government seem even more suspicious. If it was a real note, 
I wondered, why hadn't we seen this already? Weren't they obligated to at least tell me, his family, the truth? Here's how Dagmar explains the timing of it all. Suicide means there are reasons, and uh, that would be ideologically complicated, because why would you commit suicide in socialism when you are a poster boy for how great it is to live there? So it had all kinds of negative uh, bylines if you admit to the suicide. So I think it took six months for the Stasi to say, all these speculations don't really stop. We need to give out another piece of evidence that makes the suicide a very clear option uh, with the note here. The note itself is long and kind of rambling. It's addressed to one of the men in charge of radio and TV production in the GDR. I am sorry, my friend. You are a model for me, as so many fair socialists of Chile to Lebanon. It's written in German, which I think is a little strange. My death has nothing to do with politics. Let not our enemies, the fascists and reactionaries, explain it as such. The note puts much of the blame on Renata, their failing relationship, and the doom film they were working on together. I love Renata, but I can find no way out of my problem. I have to film a difficult, important film in a week. With Renata, it can't go well. She constantly screams at me that I'm only a showman and have no courage to commit suicide. I wonder how Renata felt. The note made her out to be the villain. At the funeral and the days after, I remember she was out of it. She barely spoke. This had been a very difficult time for her, as you can imagine. Today, she's in her late 70s. I've never felt ready to ask her about what happened back then. At least not yet. For many people in East Germany, the suicide explanation fit. I was on vacation in the Baltic Sea coast. I had this little tiny television set, and I heard the news, Dean died, and I said to my wife, he committed suicide. My dad's friend and East German interpreter, Victor Grossman. And what made me feel that was I knew that, first of all, Dean's popularity was fading and noticeably fading, and he was no longer a a youthful hero. His his chances of being that were less and less. I knew that that other singers were pushing him out. I knew that he was having troubles with his wife. I knew that his chances of starting a new career in the United States had pretty well been stymied by this awful program with Mike Wallace and the 60-minute show. And all of these points made me think, "Uh uh-huh, it's just probably too much for him. And perhaps some incident set it off, perhaps not. In any case, that he decided to end it. I'm not going to fight it anymore, and gave up. Dean Reed fan, Lana, the one who ran out of her house crying when she heard about my father's death, she now thinks he took his own life. I sincerely believe that he killed himself, and I do not blame him for it. If you were in his shoes, I would like to see you get through tremendous amount of injuries that you had on your body. Cutting funding for your movies, your relationship with the woman you love, going into shambles, if that is not enough to bring you down, then I don't know what is. 
But Lana didn't really know my father. I knew him, or at least I thought I knew him, and I was getting to know him even better. Could he, could he really have done something like this? As I've been making this podcast, I've tried to stick to the facts, tell Papa's story in all its complexity, but dealing with his death, I have to be honest, it's, it's hard to be neutral. I want to find other explanations. Consider this. Here's what he said in an interview with ABC just a year before he died when asked about returning home. If I can't have this one thing that I would like to be in my country uh, with my people, then I'm not going to commit suicide because of that. It's a weird thing to say out of nowhere, unless he was trying to tell us something. In fact, he said something oddly similar to Entertainment Tonight. I don't think it's probably important exactly where I die. I think it's important how I die. I think it's important that my death has a value in the same way that I think that life must have a value. But in his supposed suicide note, he said this. My death has nothing to do with politics. I would much rather have died also in Lebanon or Chile in the fight against our enemies. The criminals who have tortured and killed my friends everywhere. But I also do not achieve that now. He put his life on the line so many times for his political beliefs. It's hard for me to accept that he'd write that. It feels even more convenient for the Stasi that he'd spell it out so clearly. Papa's friend Neil had questions as well. Say he commits suicide, he's a very dramatic person. He wouldn't have just gone off in a whimper like that. It would have been dramatic. Your tax refund belongs to you, not an identity thief. Over $6 billion in tax refunds were flagged by the IRS for possible identity theft in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. LifeLock monitors and alerts you to identity threats you may miss on your own, even if you're careful with your personal information. And if you do become the victim of tax-related identity fraud, LifeLock has U.S.-based restoration specialists ready to help solve your identity theft issues. Plus, all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package, meaning LifeLock will reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Let LifeLock help you protect your financial information so all you have to worry about is what to do with your tax refund. Go to LifeLock.com iHeart and save up to 25% your first year. That's 25% off at LifeLock.com iHeart. Identity theft protection starts here. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. 
Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. So then the third theory that we heard was that uh, he may have been killed by the East German secret police, the Stasi, who uh, were known to, to do such work with political dissidents. My cousin Jim again. So I guess of the three theories, that one seemed to resonate the most with the family. I mean, we'd heard stories of people being shot for trying to climb the wall between East and West Berlin. And um, yeah, I guess from what we'd heard, uh, that anything that reflected poor on the Communist Party and the regime, uh, and that would have probably been a stain on their reputation, that anybody who was making it so well there behind the Iron Curtain would even want to come back to the U.S. in its evil, capitalistic ways. My mom seemed convinced of this theory. In her notes, she lays it all out. He was going to use this last film for his entrance into the USA. They did not like this. Political pressure from DIFA films and the Central Committee to withdraw going to America. DIFA was the state-owned film studio of East Germany, the ones financing and producing my father's film. They sent out heavy-duty spies on Dean in the last month of his life. The authorities had to quickly build up a case. They had to get rid of Dean. He was a bad boy in their eyes. He was talking too much with the West, not following the party line, appeared unstable to the conservative Germans. They had spent too much time on him, and he was being a traitor to them, his wife, etc. They did not want any embarrassment from Dean living in the USA because they could not control him. Neil is pretty blunt about his suspicions. I was pretty sure that he had been assassinated. It was the most logical conclusion one can arrive at, and uh, that would be my first thought. And since it hasn't really changed, there's no evidence I found to change my mind on that. After my father's death, Neil was in touch with my grandmother, Ruth. He remembers seeing my father's appointment book among the belongings she had collected. She had gone to Dean's Memorial in East Berlin, and she had only picked up a few things. And the one thing she picked up was his appointment book. She showed me, said, what do you know about this? She opened the appointment book. He had in big letters, capital letters, call BBC, call ABC, call all the news services. And it covered the whole page. Had he lived three more days, he was going to make an announcement. I'm not sure if a press conference was ever scheduled, but I do know that my dad had planned an interview with British journalist and author Russell Miller. That interview was supposed to take place two days after he disappeared. I wonder, what was he going to announce? My grandmother, Ruth, thought maybe he had inside information about Chernobyl. In fact, one location for the film he'd been planning was inside the fallout zone. And there was a summit coming up between Reagan and Gorbachev that signaled big changes in U.S.-Soviet relations. Maybe he knew some secrets that could derail it? That explanation could be a little far-fetched. Maybe he was going to announce his intention to leave East Berlin, leave his career, his wife, and head back to the U.S. The truth is, we just don't know what he wanted to say to the world. But did the Stasi know? Would they consider his talk of leaving the GDR an embarrassment? Or worse, a threat? 
Could that have been enough for the Stasi to kill him? This was purest nonsense because he could leave any time he wanted. He didn't have to flee. He, he left for the West all the time. He went to West Berlin whenever he wanted to. He had been in the United States for a long time. Victor doubts that Papa had secrets the Stasi didn't want him to reveal. And as for secrets, if he had any secrets that he wanted to tell, he could have told them to Mike Wallace on television. <laughs> he had a perfect chance and every other chance to stay when he was in the West. So this was absolute nonsense. From the Stasi's perspective, Dagmar thinks it doesn't fit either. Why would the Stasi kill Dean Reed? There's nothing to gain. There's nothing to cover up in that moment. He's not an agent. He's not um, in any way a danger to anything the Stasi is doing. The potential that under extreme circumstances the Stasi would even resort to killing a person is has very a, a set of defined criteria. So to apply this potential, remote potential to Dean Reed does not really fit within the logic. Um, he was not an enemy of state, and even his more recent openness to America wouldn't necessarily turn him into an object of such great danger and hatred that um, he needed to disappear, because uh, a worldwide icon, a very well-known singer, actor, producer in the Eastern European world, if he disappears or even is dead, it creates many more problems for the Stasi than it could potentially even solve anything that they think um, they needed solving. Unless it wasn't an intentional murder. Maybe they just wanted to talk some sense into him, see if he changed his mind, and then somehow things got out of hand. It wasn't outside the realm of possibility that uh, perhaps he'd been run off the road there and um, either poisoned or killed and then thrown in the lake or drowned. My father had lots of other enemies. Right-wing forces in Argentina, Chile... Maybe the Soviets, too. And of course, let's not forget the U.S. He was a man without a country. To an American, he's a traitor anyway, but at the same time, he also alienates everybody in the East because he truly hasn't really renounced his capitalist roots because he obviously wants to go back. So he manages to make both sides mad at him. And let's not rule out the possibility of some random person with a grudge. I've been hearing my mom in my head for decades. A body was found, but was it Dean's? Or is he in a camp somewhere in Russia? Prison. I dismissed this idea for years. I thought she was crazy for thinking this way. (laughs) This wasn't one of her Hollywood scripts. But now I can't help but wonder, was, was his death staged? See the body. It was foul play. KGB goon. Many questions. I've been on this search for almost four years and still don't have any hard evidence. It makes me angry, determined. I don't know where this journey will take me. The search for truth will demand so much work. International travel, translations, forensic examinations, not to mention money and time. But make no mistake... I'm going to put in the work. Because for me, the only thing I can do is keep searching. On the highways and 
the skyways, on the byways, I'll search for you. I'll travel to the east, I'll travel to the west. I don't care how long it takes, I'll never take a rest. I'm not a coming back until you're in my arms. And I can see you night and day with all of your charms. In the moonlight, in the sunlight, in the starlight, I'll search for you. Papa sent me a cassette a month before he died. When I first got it, I listened to it over and over, shared it with all my friends. It was the only time he sent me a recording, and the last time I heard from him. Hi, Ramona. Happy love day. I'm in a little village outside of Prague and just finished my long play. I hope you like it. During one of our long conversations on that Moscow trip, I had confided to him that I had a secret boyfriend. My mom didn't know, but he understood. I wonder who George Maggio and Marilyn Monroe are. Only you and I know that, huh? When Papa died, I boxed the tape up. It was too painful to be reminded of him. Now, though, I treasure it. All of my friends here wanted to help me and make this one little song just for you today. I'm not going to marry the fall. I'm not going to marry in the spring. I'm in love with a pretty little girl. Money have I none, but I've got silver in the stars, and I've got gold in the morning sun, and I've got gold in the morning. Thank you so much for listening to this show. It's obviously very personal for me. If you want to reach out with tips, questions, or comments, you can email me at redelvispodcast at gmail.com. Red Elvis is a co-production of iHeart Podcasts and School of Humans based on the Curiosity Stream documentary Red Elvis, the Cold War Cowboy, directed by Thomas Ladder and produced by Talos Films. Check out the doc at curiositystream.com to learn more about Dean and Ramona and to watch his performances from all over the world. This show is hosted, co-written, and executive produced by Ramona Reed. Jason English, Virginia Prescott, Brandon Barr, and Elsie Crowley are executive producers. 
Ryan Murdoch is the co-writer and senior producer. Jessica Metzger is the senior producer. Jeremy Thal, that's me, is our editor. Fact-checking by Savannah Hughley, Adam Bisno, and Nicole Lujan. This episode was mixed and mastered by Zubin Hensler. Thomas Ladder is consulting producer. Dean Reed is voiced by Mark Valley. Patty Reed is voiced by Nicole Britton. Casting support services provided by Breakdown Services. Additional voices provided by Fabian Verfel, Miranda Hawkins, and Noreddin Tabney. Music licensing by John Luongo for Tractor Entertainment. Additional music by Jeremy Thal and Zubin Hensler. Narration recorded at JTB Studios, Los Angeles. Special thanks to John Higgins with Curiosity Stream. If you're enjoying the show, leave a review in your favorite podcast app. Check out the Curiosity Audio Network for podcasts covering history, pop culture, true crime, and more. School of Humans. Infinity Presents, a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Farm to store in days, not weeks. That's 80 Acres Farms. Did you know most salads travel over 2,000 miles to reach your plate? But not 80 Acres Farms. Their crisp salad greens and herbs are food less traveled. They stay fresher for longer in your fridge. My salad lasts all week long, which means less food waste and easy meal planning. Oh, and did I mention there's zero need to wash these greens? Because 80 Acres Farms uses zero pesticides. Visit 80acresfarms.com to learn more and find their salads and salad kits at your local Harris Teeter. Your getaway with Apple Vacations begins the moment you step on board one of our exclusive nonstop vacation flights. Escape the ordinary with packages starting at just $599. No layovers, just pure relaxation from takeoff to touchdown. Immerse yourself in the joy of travel with Apple Vacations. Your journey is as enchanting as the destination. So pack your bags and leave the rest to us. Visit AppleVacations.com or call your local travel advisor to book your vacation.